0: And welcome to another episode of Near Death Dolls. I'm Paige.
1: And I'm Lisa.
0: And we are your hosties with the mosties.
1: While talking about ghosties.
0: And other urban legend shit.
1: Wait, is this an urban legends episode? No, it ain't. It's all about Cropsey and Andre Rand.
0: That's right. It's like our urban legends, except they came to life
1: in this one. Sorry. <laughs> spooky. That is spooky. <laughs>
0: And speaking of coming to life, what reviving ale do you have tonight?
1: Oh, Page, I had the Licastro. Oh, good. Which is open on Sundays here, which I love that. Um, and I, I like was looking around, and I almost got a Warheads, like the candy, the Warheads for Loco. Yes. Is that what it's called? For for Loco.
0: Is it a, a seltzer drink?
1: It's I don't. It's a, it's a canned something. Mm -hmm. And it was supposed Mm -hmm. to be, like, Warheads flavored for Loco, which I think is, like, an alcoholic energy drink. Oh. But Warheads. Anyways, Kyle said no, I was not allowed to get that. And I'm like, why not? I'm like, energy and alcohol? He's like, it's been known to give people problems, like oh, really? uppers and downers <laughs> in the same can or something I don't know he's like why don't you pick something else he's like You'll, you won't sleep especially if you're like recording in the evening which we are True. so thank you uh, so I found the Seagram Escapes Spiked Jamaica Me Happy ooh I'm say that there. Uh, Seagrams and it is natural lemon strawberry watermelon and guava flavor and it's 18% alcohol by volume alright Huh. <laughs> You oh, to have a good time. Just kidding. That is not 18. It's 8. They had like a line. Oh. <laughs> I was like, 18%. <laughs> it's Fuck like, me. oh, damn. <laughs> You're making me real happy. <laughs>
0: no, just 8. You only get 8.
1: Damn it. Okay. I'll have to drink three of these then. <laughs> All right. There's my crack of my drink. And I'm going to put it in Agent Scully here with a little ice. A little I can't print.
0: wait to hear what it tastes like. I like Seagram's, the brand. Can you hear it? I can.
1: Enjoy. It smells pink.
0: It smells pink.
1: It just smells pink. I can definitely smell the, um... Well, everything, actually. Watermelon is more prevalent, so I'm gonna take the straw out of my water and put it in here. And try not to make too much noise. I apologize for a past episode where I had, like, ice in a drink, and I was, like, sloshing, and I had to try and cut out as many sloshing noises as I could. I was like shit. Which episode was this? It's too loud.
0: Oh. Which one?
1: I don't remember which episode it was, but I just remember hearing like <laughs>
0: of bitch. Was it one of our from the new season? Yeah, it's or from, from, our from new like season. two Oh. Oh, it's, well, yeah,
2: it's from our reboot. Yeah, <laughs> reboot.
0: <laughs> I'm glad they didn't recast us.
1: Oh my gosh, that would have <laughs> been the worst.
0: Sophie and Boo, the new show.
1: (laughs) It's it's one of them whining and the other one's licking the mic. Who would be licking the mic? Yeah,
0: Sophie would do that.
1: (laughs) In case you don't know, we're talking about uh, Paige's um, baby dog that she's babysitting. Dog sitting. I'm like, wait, how do I describe this? And if you're watching the video of this, which we will put on YouTube one day, she's awfully cute. She's a teeny tiny, like, uh, Bichon mix, possibly. She's very, very Bichon cute.
0: mix, I think.
1: Yeah. She looks like a little but, white teddy bear.
0: Yeah, like a, you know, a boutique brand dog, whatever yes. you want to call it. <laughs> <laughs> They're very expensive and have a lot of health problems.
1: So. Yes. Sounds like my dog, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, Lisa. Yeah. Awesome. <clears throat> remember when we did an urban legend for Kansas not too long ago?
1: Possibly that we might have recorded just a few minutes ago. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes, that one. Oh yes,
2: yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Remember how briefly you mentioned that this uh, burger man of Kansas mm-hmm. had a hook in one of the versions, or that he you out of the car in? Yes. Today our urban legend main episode that we're doing is is it's got a ring of that. You know that kind of urban legend feel of either he's got a hook for a hand or he carries a machete or he has
1: a pickle a for a, a penis. Huh? Huh? What did you say? What did I say? He has I a pickle for a penis? A pickle for a penis. <laughs> <laughs> Grilled
0: hamburger face, grilled hamburger
1: face, (laughs) pickled penis, French fry fingers. Mm.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'll have you for dinner, sir. (laughs) Delish, delish. (laughs) So, um, so yes, Andre Rand is our is our subject today, and there's a lot of stories about him. And one of them was that he had a hook for a hand.
1: Oh, damn! Now, how often does that really happen? Except for maybe Captain Hook.
0: Yeah, that might be it. That might be it. I don't even know if they ever really did that or if it was just a fun pirate thing that they made up. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: But anyway, so, Lisa, Mm -hmm. I have a question for you. Yes. I know you did a road trip through the Northeast. Mm -hmm. I believe that was for your honeymoon. Yes. Or at least one of them was for your honeymoon. I don't know how many road trips you've taken, but... On any of those trips, did you happen to visit Staten Island?
1: Uh, Staten Island, New York? Mm No.
0: Oh, okay. Me neither. I've never been. (laughs) (laughs) But Staten Island is where our story takes place today. And it's heavily featured in my source, my main source that we're going to be using. The documentary called Cropsey. Made by Joshua Zeman and Barbara Brancaccio,
1: Brancaccio. Staten Island
0: name, I assume.
1: <laughs> it sounds uh, <laughs> Italian, maybe.
0: Yeah, yeah, it sounds Italian. At least her name, I don't know Zeman, mm. but um. So yeah, the two of them, they grew up in Staten Island, and now that they were adults, they wanted to go back to a story that happened on Staten Island while they were children and link it to an urban legend that was. Very popular in Staten Island at the time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: They wanted to link these two together and explore how they might be connected, and also just kind of figure out what happened with Andre Rand. Because when they were kids, you know, it's a little different when you're a kid and you're hearing these things that are going on. Like when we were kids, John Benet Ramsey, that kind of thing, where it's like you kind you know what's going on, but you kind of don't.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like and you go back
0: as an adult and look at it, and you're like, "Oh, there's a lot more going on there than I realized."
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: That's what they did. And if you guys are interested, I do highly recommend to watch Cropsey I mentioned it to Lisa. The first maybe ten minutes, a little bit slow. Push through. It gets better. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I started but, it and got maybe ten minutes, and I'm like, I don't know, I'm I'm bored. Move yeah, on. Yeah,
0: especially if you don't know what the story yeah. is at all. Yeah, it's weird, um, but once you get into it and kind of realize what the story, and after you listen today, it'll be easier probably to get through it, but it's on Prime, it's free on Prime, and it has been forever. I'm pretty sure I watched it on Prime in t- 2010, <laughs> so it's oh, been wow. a Oh <laughs> wow, I'll say, <laughs> it's been a while, so Staten Island is our setting today, and since you and I have never been, we might not know this part. I certainly didn't know this part did you know staten island used to be a dump
1: is it not that's still garbage. i'm just kidding <laughs> all i know of staten island is that's where the boat dropped off nadja nandor and lazlo
2: that's right oh my god i knew
0: there was something i was like where?
1: Do I... it is not the seat of power in america it is where they the boat dropped them off yeah that's right and they just stayed there yeah.
0: <laughs> you know what Lisa I feel so stupid I forgot to tell you my drink
1: I forgot to ask I'm such a well, dick honestly, I'm so sorry
0: don't worry about it We pro- I probably shouldn't have even brought it up because it is a non starter type of drink it is alcohol mm. but it's just vodka with water and a little bit of maple syrup for sweetening
1: remember I was telling you about how I like my hamburger Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. and I'm like you're probably gonna judge me and I'm okay with are you okay with me judging you right now yes okay
0: I get it <laughs> I get it
1: I vodka know. water and maple syrup a little bit of maple syrup it's still little, whatever it's just, was left in the oh.
0: bottle it's I know right I I thought okay I need to pick up some sparkling water or bring some from the other house I'm staying at so I can have another cocktail bomb and I didn't I forgot so I was like well just plain old water
1: and vodka <laughs> Okay, here's what we're going to need to do, guys. Near-Death Dolls fans, please subscribe to our Patreon. We need to provide Paige with <laughs> adequate cocktail stuff because, I, I mean, accoutrement, we might need to, we might just need to ship her a few boxes of buzz balls, so she's just ready. Oh, I do love a buzz ball. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to have to send want- buzz balls, okay?
0: Okay. okay. Or like those really big ones, have you seen those? They're the size of a of- football, I mean a basketball.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I've seen this. (laughs) Just take a straw and you'll be fine.
0: Yeah. But anyway, so Staten Island is apparently a big dump for Manhattan and New York. They would just push all their garbage to Staten Island. Mm -hmm. But eventually people wanted to start living there. They wanted to get their own house and you know they couldn't afford anything in Manhattan and there's Mm -hmm. no real like, oh you can buy a house with a yard. They don't have that available in Manhattan so Staten Island Mm -hmm. became a suburb of Manhattan
1: oh my that's uh that's quite a transition usually it happens where it's a neighborhood and then becomes dumpy yeah yeah, instead of a a dump, becoming home (laughs) (laughs) Mm -mm.
0: yeah yeah they got rid of all the garbage started building homes um but oh also when it was a dump and probably even still to this day, the mob used Staten Island to bury dead bodies and hide them.
1: The okay, I can believe that
0: for sure. Yeah, yeah. If it's a dump, of course. What else are you going to dump if you're the mob?
1: <laughs> There's only bus. so many times they can swim with the fishies before they float back up to the top,
0: right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Concrete <laughs> shoes don't work as well as you think they do to keep the body down.
1: <laughs> N- not, no, you're right, you're right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it it has a apparently even still after all the garbage was taken off of the island, it's still kind of thought of as like, oh, the dump, like it's a it's a Mm punchline about Staten Island.
1: I could see that. Okay,
0: And this might partially be to blame for why Willowbrook Hospital, which we will talk about right now, became a dumping ground for unwanted children and adults.
1: Oh, man. So it's actual man. like dumping grounds and human living human dumping ground and dead human basically anything you want to dump it sounds like this is your place. Anything or it was. Yeah. Yeah,
0: there was. Yes, that's true. It has the hospital has closed down since then and okay. we'll figure out that that's a good thing. So, Willowbrook opened in 1947 and it was meant to be a safe place to house children with developmental disabilities, they were admitted by their parents, and some parents willingly admitted their child because of the social social stigma at the time mm-hmm. you didn 't want to have a child that was otherwise abled, maybe they've got cerebral palsy, um, severe autism, which they didn 't really know at the time, schizophrenia, bipolar, you know any anything you can imagine. Not being completely normal, the right. parents would be like, let's ship this guy off to a hospital.
1: Maybe the kid had an obsession with the movie, say, like The Mummy, saw it like way too many times. or like, something wrong with this kid. <laughs>
0: just kidding. <laughs> Thank goodness there was no hospitals for them to send me to.
1: Let's <laughs> <laughs> just send her back. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Put her back in. <laughs> She's not done. <laughs> She's not done cooking,
1: obviously. Not this one. Not this page. <laughs> Tartar. 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 <laughs> <Gosh.
0: laughs> it's hard. Or she, You know, our kid listens to the Wrench soundtrack so much.
1: She's just angsty. There's nothing wrong with her page.
0: Shepherd of Willowbrook.
1: <laughs> That's funny. That was our like local shopping mall. So when you say Willowbrook, I just think of going to the mall.
0: Me too. I know. Isn't that funny? Yeah, when we, we were growing up, mm-hmm. the mall. Very close to where we went to school mm-hmm. was called Willowbrook Mall. We worked there very briefly. Same. At a Cinnabon. Pet store. Yeah, pet store. Yeah, yeah, we both worked there. So, yes. No, not not a not a fun mall. I guess it was fun. <laughs> it was fun <laughs> when
1: you were younger. Now it's, it's scary because they threw shootings and it's pretty kind of run down now.
0: Yeah. Malls did not do so good yep. in the last 10 to 20 years. Mm-mm. They went... Yeah. Oh, well. Oh, well. But, um, so back to Willowbrook Hospital, um, some parents, like I said, some parents willingly sent their child away. Some of them were unable to take care of the child, so they sent them away. And then some of them were urged strongly by doctors to send their child away. Like, oh, this will be so much better for your kid because they'll have staff and support Mm -hmm. and, you know... It's just the best thing for you to do for your kid. It was not.
1: And you as a parent cannot handle, you know. um, I remember watching the Natalia Grace uh, show or whatever. And the mom gave up the, you know, the daughter because she had the the dwarfism and whatever else. And they're like, you're not going to be able to handle dealing with this. She's going to need lots of surgeries, round-the-clock care. Like, it's better you just give her up for adoption or, you know, commit which, yeah,
0: yeah, which happened a lot, unfortunately. Yeah, especially back in the day. But you know that Natalia Gray story—that's a whole another ballpark. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's gonna be like a, a, a Patreon thing we might do. Let's cover that one.
0: Oh yeah, watch it. Yeah, like uh, do a, a Dolly Docks. Yeah, that would be yeah. really cool.
1: We'll Dolly Docks that. So
0: <clears throat> originally, Willow, Book- Willow Brook was. Mm-hmm. Built to accommodate four thousand children, so it's quite a big, big facility.
1: That's huge. I mean, for the time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, yes. So it it um, it had different buildings and units. So it wasn't just one big building. It was kind of spread out and had like a campus sort of feel. Mm-hmm. So the the capacity was four thousand. But as with many medical facilities, especially ones like mental institutions. Willowbrook quickly became overcrowded, and by the year 1965, it housed 6,000 patients.
1: Oof. tight, tight squeezing,
0: tight squeeze, like sardines in a can. Mm-hmm. And it's about so that's about 2,000 over capacity. Right. What they were supposed to originally have, and this included not only children, but they started accepting adults as well. With developmental disabilities
1: that's not good
0: and maybe some of the kids that had just grown up in mm. the facility like just stayed there they okay. didn't have anywhere else to go
1: that, okay that makes sense but then accepting like new patients that are older it's just it, even as they grow older it's just going to be a bad mix yes
0: you are right about that Lisa I don't have any specific stories about it but they did because there was just so many patients and not enough staff and they didn't care enough They did not separate any of the patients from each other Mm -hmm. it wasn't like oh these patients over here are okay to fraternize with each other but these ones over here need to keep step no there's no separation whatsoever kids adults just whatever whatever they wanted to do and it was real bad (laughs) so uh, like i said they were severely short-staffed only one nurse was available per shift to attend to an entire ward I don't know how big the wards were, but, you know, 6,000 people divided by five. Something like that. There yeah. wasn't a lot of wards, so there wasn't a lot of nurses either. That
1: would be a ton of people to have to look after.
0: Yeah, one person? No, yeah, there's going to be a lot of neglect.
1: Oh, tons.
0: Yes. Yes. So, not all of the staff members were bad people, but a lot of them were. Mm-hmm. Um, they were corrupt and would sell drugs like steal drugs from the facility and sell them Mm -hmm. they would neglect the patients or commit crimes against the patients like assault rape theft murder Mm -hmm. nurses and doctors and these were the good guys technically Mm -hmm. they administered high levels of dangerous drugs to keep the patients docile because there was just nothing else to do for the patients it's like well at least they'll be quiet
1: Mm mm-hmm Yeah, that's That's horrible, but I mean, I'm sure that even still happens now, like, over-medicating certain people just to keep them calm. And I I don't know if it's necessarily warranted all the time, but I can see sometimes when you might need that. If someone is just completely out of control and is going to hurt themselves, like, getting them subdued through drugs... Oh yeah, or medications. yeah, totally.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, it, there's it's uh, probably a case by case basis of how much, and you know, back in the '60s. So when when um, by the time it housed six thousand patients, Willowbrook. That was in 1965, mm-hmm. and back then they didn't have the kind of drugs we have now for bipolar, schizophrenia, and stuff. They would all just get what was it like lithium or something? Something just like really that. bad.
2: Shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah,
0: so it would calm them down, but it wasn't good for them. No. Um, so because of that, there was a lot of overdose deaths. And those were like the good deaths. That was like, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> they just slept too long, you know. Mm-hmm. They <laughs> they overdosed. But on average, 400 patients would die every year. Ooh. Ooh, that's not hot. all overdose deaths. There yeah. was like I said, there was some murder going on between patients, between the staff and the patients. Mm-hmm. And also, there were medical experiments going on.
1: Ooh, that's so creepy!
0: Yeah, it's it's not, maybe not as bad as it sounds. Um, it's not some Mangala mm-hmm. Nazi concentration camp shit, but the parents were told, we can take your kid and put them in this special program Mm -hmm. where they get better accommodations, better treatments. You know, we can take them right now. They don't have to go on a waiting list or anything. But of course, I mean, in truth, the kids were being used for medical experiments. They were injected with hepatitis or measles or all kinds of awful things and usually died.
1: I wonder how they explain that to the parents. Special program. They get extra special treatment and oops, they died.
0: Of measles. Wait, how'd they get measles? Oh, don't worry about it. <laughs>
1: it was just going around. Yeah, oh yeah.
0: So, luckily, one of the good guys came to the rescue.
1: Ooh. Superman? Batman?
0: Superman. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Superman. Dr.
1: Superman.
0: <laughs> he went to seven years of super school.
1: <laughs> super super <mental> school. school. <laughs> Very nice.
0: <laughs> so, one of the doctors who actually wanted to do a good job. In 1972, he contacted reporter Geraldo Rivera.
1: (gasps) I know him.
0: You know that name? I do. I know that name. I barely know who he is, but I know the name. But they contacted Geraldo. He wasn't as popular at the time. He he hadn't hit his stride yet, Mm -hmm. but um, this actually helped boost his career. They contacted Geraldo. They gave him a key to get into the facility, and he was able to film what was going on in the hallways of Willowbrook Mm -hmm. and as a result it took a long time of slowly paring down but eventually Willowbrook did close because of that expose Mm -hmm. it did take from 1972 to 1987 so it took a long time
1: Uh, (laughs) but by
0: 1987 (laughs) it was like five patients left so it just really pared down
1: did they Slowly. just, like, let them die off or something Till they got down to that point? And they're like, you know, we're not accepting any new ones, and when the old ones are gone, then we're just not going to have any new ones.
0: They weren't necessarily waiting for them to die. They were like... The state was trying to find places to put the patients that could house the patients, okay. and there wasn't a lot of those options. Mm-hmm. I mean, Willowbrook was that place, so it's like, where else are they going to go? Yeah, okay. So it did take a long time, and they did not find good places for these patients Mm -hmm. and that's going to lead into our story today but back to Willowbrook the expose which they feature in the documentary you get to see snippets of this Geraldo expose it shows patients naked lying on the floor Mm -hmm. covered in their own filth yeah no lights I mean very few lights very few actual beds no hygiene mm-hmm. not a lot of clothing rotten food if any food is pretty bad pretty bad
1: i remember so seeing that on sorry go ahead
0: i was just gonna say Her- geraldo broke the story and it launched his career
1: so and um i don't know if you saw season two of american horror story um, yeah There was, it was like a, there was, the storyline had like a hospital, a mental hospital, and at the end, they did like an, an expose, like in the show, like going back to the hospital, showing how the, the conditions had gotten so bad, how, you know, patients are just sitting in their own filth, not being cared for, stuff like that. So that kind of, I wonder if, they probably drew from that. Sorry. That's okay. Sophie appearance. (gasps) <gasps> Sophie puppy! She's so cute. Paige keeps sending me pictures like during the week and I'm like, oh my god, she's the cutest puppy.
2: <laughs> she's pretty cute. <laughs> just
0: very barky.
1: Yeah, I wonder if her and Boo would get along. I think Boo would I just wonder. be jealous. I think Boo would sniff her and be jealous of her and be like, she's cute. <laughs> what was that? Was she yawning into the mic? Yeah, so cute! So cute. <laughs> okay,
0: sorry about that, Lisa. Please. What were you saying? No, no.
1: Just Sophie's key uh no I was talking about American Horror Story how they kind of um might have taken some inspiration from real life from this from Geraldo doing the expose and they did like a reenactment of an expose in the show so yeah
0: I didn't get to that part I gotta go get to that part. you gotta watch the show. whole
1: thing because it's amazing that's my yeah. favorite season
0: yeah I definitely got to watch that whole thing, but yeah, yeah, like you said, it sounds like
1: mm-hmm.
0: a little bit of at least a little bit inspired by Willowbrook, right? Because of the expose part.
1: Well, I mean, there's a lot of it that I'm sure there's patient experimentation and yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Mm. <sighs>
0: there's so many crazy stories about mental institutions and mm-hmm. things like that, and how they would m- mistreat patients, right? But anyway, the problem is. The patients didn't have anywhere else to go. They didn't have families really anymore. And a lot of them ended up being homeless near where Willowbrook used to be. The facility was still there, but it was abandoned and vandalized and stuff. So the patients would just kind of go and live in the abandoned rooms.
1: Mm. (laughs) My little park is so cute. (laughs) I know. It's
0: very cute. But anyway, so... For those who grew up in Staten Island during the seventies and eighties, including the people who made this um, documentary, they all were told cautionary s- stories, cautionary tales, of a local boogeyman who lived in the woods, and they called him Cropsy. That was just a random name to assign to him.
1: There was no like behind the you know, behind the scenes meaning to that Cropsy. It makes me think of like a cornfield killer.
0: It does the Cropsey. crops
1: the crops yeah the killer in the crops
0: killer in the crops cropsy yeah yeah i don't know why i don't think the the people who made the documentary knew why mm. cropsy was the name that was attributed to a man in the woods that was scary and if there really were a bunch of patients living in the woods near willowbrook hospital there's probably a lot of scary guys out there um, but it was used to keep children in line mhm give them you know a reason not to be out in the woods especially after dark mm-hmm. so it was a boogeyman it was like a ah, oh, perhaps will get ya if you don't eat all your peas <laughs> yeah.
1: i don't think my parents ever threatened me with any kind of boogeyman like if you don't get to bed the monster under your bed's gonna eat your feet or something like that you know no nothing no i don't think my parents ever threatened me with anything scary Like, I mean, like that. Not with a boogeyman. Not like that. Did your parents threaten you with some boogeyman?
0: They didn't have to. (laughs) My mom would just give me a nasty look and I'd be like.
1: "Ah." I'm gone. I'm gone.
0: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I won't do it again. So not for me, but maybe for my siblings. I don't know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But yeah, it, it was mainly not used, like I said, about. Eat all your veggies or anything. It was mostly like, don't go out after dark. Don't go to that shady part of the woods, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Yeah. Because cropsy will get you. Um, but the, and, and, and as we've learned with so many of these urban legends that we've been studying for our show, there's different stories. There's, it's like, this person will tell the same story, but it's got a twist to it. Like, oh, but. Like, in this version, Cropsy has a hand, hook for a hand. Mm-hmm. In this version, he has a chainsaw. In this <laughs> version,
1: he has a pickle for a dick.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, that's all of them. All oh. of them have the pickle dick.
1: <laughs> that's the one consistency here. Mm-hmm. Pickle mm-hmm. dick. Yeah, pickle dick.
0: <laughs> Cropsey, pickle dick.
1: They've they missed an opportunity.
0: Pickle dick would have been better.
1: <laughs> that's, that's the uh, urban legend I'm going to create.
0: Yeah. Which you would create a wonderful... Urban legend.
1: Thank so. you. I might have to try my hand at it.
0: Yeah, we might do a uh, what's it called? Fucking
1: pasta. Creepy pasta. Creepy pastas that we <laughs> like <make>. the pasta <laughs> rotini. Creepy rotini. Yeah.
0: It's like, oh, I might be hungry. Really?
1: <laughs> but anyway,
0: so the legend was ri- widespread. The one of the big consistencies was that he would kidnap and kill children. And that he was, uh, used to be a patient of Willowbrook. That was the consistent part. Okay. And in the early 80s, children really did start to disappear and go missing. Oh, shit. So the story didn't seem so fake after that. Uh, One child in particular that we'll be talking about today was named Jennifer Schweiger. Mm -hmm. She was born with Down syndrome and described by her mother as a happy and kind girl. She was 12 when she went missing in 1987, Mm -hmm. July 9th. She went missing under the circumstances that she had been on a walk near her house, which she did every day, and never came back. After a long search conducted by volunteers who called themselves Friends of Jennifer, her body was found 35 days after her disappearance, buried in the woods somewhat close to Willowbrook. I mean, Willowbrook was an expansive facility, so... It was in the woods, somewhat close mm-hmm. to that facility. Witnesses said that Jennifer had been seen walking towards Willowbrook, hand in hand with an adult man named Andre Rand. Oh. And once her body was found, the police realized that her shallow grave was only a few yards away from where Rand's tent was pitched. Circumstantial. Of course, yeah. it's circumstantial evidence, but it's a little like, hmm, she was seen with you by three different people. Ron, um, Andre Rand was seen riding a little girl's bicycle afterwards. Okay,
1: yeah. Did she have a bicycle? Was that her bicycle?
0: She, it It was her little okay. turquoise bicycle.
1: Okay. Then, yeah, he did it.
0: It's icky. Mm-hmm. It's icky. So they arrested him. They charged him with kidnapping and murder mm-hmm. of Jennifer. They already knew a few things about Andre. He was not a new character to the police. Mm -hmm. He had a rap sheet already. He'd been custodian at Willowbrook Hospital in the late 60s. Just for a couple years. Um, He held a number of odd jobs since then around Staten Island. But basically, he was always homeless. Always working like maintenance, janitorial staff. Mm -hmm. Um, Secondly, Andre had been arrested a number of times in connection with kidnapping children.
1: Don't let them out if they're kidnapping kids, don't let them out. Just don't. Yep. Yeah. I don't feel like you're gonna get better from there. No,
0: I know, and it's like, okay, so he's kidnapping kids and they're coming back alive enough to tell you that what happened. Mm-hmm. Why is he only getting probation? Why is he only getting a year in prison? You know?
1: The eighties were a wild time. Yeah yeah
0: and this was this was um for him his rap sheet went all the way back to the late 60s so he was already a known quantity for all this time mm-hmm. it just i guess it just took a long time to really prove it i don't know but most of the kids that he did kidnap had disabilities
1: was so it he a was M- it just o- like uh easy pickings unfortunately like they might there's
0: some psychology to it oh. that we're gonna get into okay good but I'm, yeah i'm sure also right. that had i'm sure that was a big part of yeah. it too okay that they were easy easy to
1: manipulate or off. sway yeah. or what have you
0: yeah yeah a little bit less cautious maybe
1: mm-hmm. okay well i'm excited to hear the psychology behind it oh we're gonna talk about it girl we're gonna get into it <laughs> but um
0: so the police put two and two together mm-hmm he used to work at the mental institution. He kidnaps children with disabilities. Um, so he denied everything. He never confessed. But while they were interrogating him, they had found a VHS tape.
1: Wasn't a VHS tape? Did they have VHS tapes back then? What What year was it?
0: This was eighty-seven.
1: Oh yeah, they had VHS. They did, yeah. I was born. Wait, we yeah. were both born. I knew in they had them in the nineties. It was VHS.
0: (laughs) So They they found it in his tent that he had a VHS tape of the Geraldo Exposé to Willowbrook.
1: How is he watching it? Does he have electricity out in his tent? He did not.
0: He did not. So the cops were like, have you ever seen it? And he said, no.
1: (laughs) I'm going to watch it later. Yeah, like
0: maybe he just wants to look at the tape. I don't know. But the cops were like, okay, well... We have a TV right here. So they popped it in and they sat down. These two cops sat down with Cropsy. Cropsy, oh my God. Andre.
1: <laughs> just call him by the name, Paige. I know.
0: <laughs> his real name, not his boogeyman name. <laughs> so, these two cops sat down with him, watched the expose with him, made him watch the whole thing. And he broke down. He was crying. He was shaking violently.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He had an episode just watching this.
1: No, he was never a patient there. He was a custodian. He just kind of yes. worked around and did odd jobs. And Okay. Yeah. So he wasn't Yeah, he a didn't even work
0: there that long. It was yeah. just a couple of years. But yeah, he wasn't a patient. But
1: Maybe he should have been. <laughs>
0: maybe maybe should have been. Yeah, he's, he, he doesn't seem to be totally in his right mind. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, he started crying. He started shaking. He said, as he was crying, he's like, it wasn't just bad for the patients. It was bad for the people who worked there too. Oh,
1: I could see that. Definitely.
0: Yeah, yeah. Especially, I don't know if he was this way, but the people who wanted to do a good job and just couldn't, I'm sure that was awful for them. They weren't
1: given the support that they needed or the resources or the extra manpower to not have them be burnt out
0: yes yes exactly and anytime they tried to make changes for the better they would get like squashed down by the rest of the staff who was like no mm-hmm. i like it the way it is
1: <laughs> yeah cause they can get away with shit
0: yeah exactly yeah it's like I'm i'm making a good living by selling these drugs that i'm stealing from the patients mm-hmm. all kinds of things awful but he still didn't admit anything but because of watching this documentary and freaking out he was essentially comatose for two days afterwards
1: seriously wow
0: yeah he was he was mindless he was or a very good actor but he he wasn't able to talk or really look at anybody and there is evidence of this in pictures of his arrest Oh, Um, if you guys want to google this and we'll probably be posting this on our social media as well there are pictures there's a lot of pictures of his arrest of him coming down the stairs and being led into a police car and that whole roll of pictures and video he looks
1: oh i see him yeah hold on he's coming out of like a he's like drooling on himself yes
0: he's drooling he looks blank like his eyes are blank
1: he has his eyes his face kind of down he doesn't look like he's um there at all
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like he uh, disassociated. Mm -hmm. He went into a different kind of mental state. Maybe from stress, from Mm -hmm. watching that expose and being at the police office, you know, police headquarters. Or he's a good actor. He might be
1: a good actor. I mean, the picture of him coming out of the police station, he's like being escorted by two police officers. He has his head down, his hands are handcuffed, and he's like drooling, like very... Heavily, and I'm okay. wondering... You can see it. I'm wondering if that's an act.
0: Yeah, because totally, he could be that unstable, or he could just be drooling and trying to ham it up.
1: He could have the condition where your salivary glands are overproducing saliva, and he's just, just being himself. Yeah,
0: just, just, letting, just letting it, letting all, it loose. Yeah. yeah, totally, totally. We don't know. And there was an interesting thing in the documentary. They were talking to a professor of journalism who used these pictures and the headline for Andre Rand being arrested in his journalism class because it was like it sold a lot of good papers because it was like oh clearly this is the monster who did this look Mm. at his face look at him drooling he's not human or he's different yeah he's definitely the bad guy and I mean I'm pretty sure he is the bad guy but the headline of it was just like arrested mm-hmm. but the subtext is oh he's definitely guilty
1: right yeah it all depends on how how you how you phrase it because I mean yeah there's so many times um, like just headlines of especially like in politics they'll put something and depending on which way the newspaper leans you know left yeah. or right or whatever it could mean anything you could see two politicians shaking hands and it could be like they just did a dirty deal yeah, sold, yeah. sold their souls to the devil for this deal or they could be like you know new peace is coming to the US yeah. like it all depends same on picture same picture you have no idea because it's it's all based on how those headlines make yeah. it seem
0: yeah they can twist it mm-hmm. and in this case if he had I don't think he was innocent like I said but if he had been mm-hmm. those pictures could have shown his innocence as well It's like right. he's too simple I don't know absolutely but no it didn't it made him look like a monster (laughs) okay and um he like i said before he never confessed to the kidnappings or killings of there there are other children not just jennifer Mm -hmm. jennifer was the only one whose body was found oh okay um and they they can't link the other ones to him Mm -hmm. but definitely jennifer is a little bit circumstantially linked to him
1: right just by proximity
0: by proximity, by witness. Oh, testimony. by witness. Yeah,
1: you're right. Okay, but I mean, how, but even then, how reliable is that? They could have just seen her with a man oh. and had not seen his face very well, or I could see. I mean, he he does have a very specific kind of face. However, I I mean, there's been times where I could have seen like 20 guys and probably thought they were all the same guy or not. Yes,
0: yes. if you don't know them, yeah. or if you see him from behind, because he's walking towards Willowbrook with this little girl, it could have been any one of those ex-patients who lived in the woods.
1: I mean, anybody, really.
0: Yeah, yeah. it's all circumstantial. but And he did get the bike, but he could have stolen it from the person who kidnapped her.
1: Could have just been laying there, and he's like, oh, cool, free bike.
0: Yes, yes. Yeah, so I feel like with the witness testimony and his previous arrests Mm -hmm. they were like oh this is the guy this is definitely the guy the prosecution only had witness testimony like we just said because maybe because there was no physical evidence except for people saying they saw her with him Mm -hmm. he didn't get convicted of murder but he did get convicted of kidnapping jennifer Mm -hmm. and sentenced to 25 years to life in prison because of that
1: so okay so just kidnapping not murder
0: Yes, just kidnapping. So they they, um, both were on the table.
1: Yeah, I guess, I I hate to say it, that's probably a good thing, because if they can't prove it, that's probably for the best. I mean, he may have done it, they just couldn't prove it.
0: They just can't prove it, yes, yes. And kidnapping, and he was seen by three people, so Mm -hmm. if you trust witness testimony, then yeah, he probably did kidnap her, Mm -hmm. but we just don't know beyond that so and and that's a pretty good 25 years to life that's like okay good whoo he's off the streets
1: Mm -hmm. okay quick question and you may cover it and if if you're going to cover it in a minute that's fine just tell me um did they see the manner in which jennifer was killed you're going to cover that in a second oh my god what someone knocked on the door oh i I was like what did i say not you no worries no. no worries i was just like what did i uncover something <laughs>
0: <laughs> sophie's like i saw that documentary <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's fine i'll have a little i'll have a little sip break we both have skull skulls we're drinking out of we today yeah we do I love have it. skulls
0: our skull cups today skull
1: cups yes we need near-death skull cups
0: we do oh my god I'm gonna start looking on Zazzle. <laughs> <laughs> I should just
1: design some. I'm already making T-shirts. I should just. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you make are. Make some cute you little cups too. People.
1: I'll make a chibi, yes. a chibi-style Lisa Page near-death dolls cup. That'd be cute. <laughs> I would love that. Okay, I do that. I need to write that down while I'm thinking about it.
0: We're gonna have some cute-ass cups.
1: We are. Go get yourself a near-death dolls Lisa Page cup. Page. <gasps> have a chibi. drink
0: with us while you listen.
1: <gasps> yes.
0: Unless you're driving or at work. <laughs>
1: you can have coffee.
0: Could you, that's true. That's true. A okay. little Irish coffee, maybe. <laughs> not while
1: you're driving, Paige.
0: Not while you're driving. Not while you're driving. So what were you saying, Lisa?
1: I thought I uncovered some big revelation here. I said, okay, you can tell me if if uh, if you're going to cover this in a minute or not. But can you? do you find out the manner in which Jennifer was killed?
0: Like, oh, um when they found her body i'm not i didn't have it written down okay. so i'm glad you asked okay. when they found her body it was already quite decayed so they didn't have um they didn't know if it was like strangulation or whatever mm. but they were fairly certain that there was uh, signs of sexual abuse
1: Oh, okay so they can't tell if she was choked to death but they can tell was mm. sexual abuse
0: yeah and i think the reason um was the state of the body like the way that the the clothes were taken off oh, okay but still there mm-hmm. like still on her yeah you, know.
1: you can't just strangle somebody with <laughs> gonna say, you can't just strangle someone so hard that their panties fly off unless you're into that kind of thing
0: <laughs> i don't know if that's possible we could try, i mean i could try tonight <laughs> me and sam but
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is sunday evening that's right <laughs> okay but yeah
0: yeah so um since then several other cases of kidnapping kidnapped and missing children have been attributed to andre Mm -hmm. also children who had disabilities Mm -hmm. though no evidence has been found to actually link him to them yeah but why did he allegedly commit these crimes
2: Mm
1: -hmm. that's Uh, the big question he never admitted to it he maintained his innocence right
0: he maintained his innocence and he wrote he's still writing at least i don't know about to this day but for a long time he was writing weird letters to people um, particularly the directors of this documentary mm-hmm. he wrote them letters and they're just all over the place like his handwriting starts out one way but by the end of the letter it's completely different and not just like oh you start off you're Writing carefully, mm-hmm. and then by the end of the letter, maybe it's looking a little ragged because you're going faster. Okay,
1: i about to say that's me. It usually starts that's off me. real <laughs> nice. By the end, it's a little crazy. But yeah. the words yeah, are it normal. It goes a little
0: slanted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. No, for him, it was like two different. It looked like two different people writing the letter. Uh-huh. Okay. Or he he printed off the transcript of one of his court cases and wrote on top of every line in the blank spaces between the typed lines why he's innocent. Like, well, this person who said this right here that you're looking at, they're wrong because they're lying about blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah. It's like Whoa. He's just a strange guy.
1: I don't know. If, if I were found guilty and I was innocent, I'd probably do the same thing and be like, mm, no, not true.
0: Not this one. Yeah, I, I, didn't know. Do I know. I it's, know. It's, it's definitely like, okay, well, maybe he is innocent. But I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't there. But the documentary Cropsey, Near, towards the end of the documentary, they start talking to people who knew Andre before he was arrested. His sister, and there was also a pastor who he stayed with um, on request from the police. They were like, Can you just let him stay with you before we can get all our ducks in a row to arrest him? Mm-hmm. And the pastor said,
1: Oh, he boom. said, <laughs> Apparently. Maybe.
0: Sorry. (laughs) But uh, when they were interviewing the pastor in the documentary, he said that before he was arrested, Andre Rand had confessed to this pastor and said he did kill Jennifer. Hmm. And when the pastor said, why did you kill Jennifer? Andre said, children, I I don't know the exact words, but essentially children who have disabilities are just going to be, Burdens to their family and their loved ones and the world around them, so it's better to kill them.
1: What? No one's asking you to watch them. Like, fuck off.
0: Yeah, it's not your, (laughs) it's not your responsibility. (laughs) Yeah, that's weird. It is. It is.
1: So it's almost like a mercy killing to him.
0: Mm, Yeah, and maybe that's just what he tells himself to. Yeah, it's probably make it seem better. what's it called like um rationalizing Mm -hmm. even though it's a stupid rationalization (laughs) Mm, there's no logic
2: (laughs) to it no yeah
0: yeah no actual logic to it um and then they talked to andre Rand's sister and they learned from her that their mother had disabilities they didn't say what kind Mm -hmm. but she had been locked away in a facility very much like willowbrook when andre was a little kid oh wow Forever, like that was like locked up forever. Mm-hmm. Never got to see her again, essentially. Huh. So between that, mm-hmm. his mother being sick, mm-hmm. of some somehow I don't, they didn't specify what his mother had, but his mother having some sort of disorder, and then he might have his own disorder, and then working at Willowbrook where all these children are just being mistreated. Mm-mm. They think. That this might be why he specifically targeted children with disabilities for his murders, for his crimes.
1: Mm. He thought that he was doing them a favor. by.
0: That's what he thought. I mean, that's what he said he thought anyway.
1: I think there's something else there. There's something else.
0: Yeah, I think that that's more of a front that he put up.
1: Yeah, something triggered him.
0: Yeah, something triggered him. I think earlier in the episode, you, you hit it on the head, maybe, is that these children were a little easier to grab
1: right if they i think he took advantage of the fact that they might have been i don't want to say more gullible but like hey more trusting more more trusting there you go more trusting and unfamiliar with stranger danger yes and uh they're just like you know oh he says he has candy and a puppy what's not to believe let's go
0: He's an adult. I trust him. Mm-hmm. Every other adult has been good to me up until now. Right. Yeah.
1: Um, yep. Do you know anything about like Jennifer's parents or because she was never a a, um, a patient at Willowbrook, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. She was never a patient. She was living at home with her parents,
1: mm-hmm. and they just let her go for walks by herself, like.
0: And they. Yeah. It was such a. obviously not safe community but it was such a safe community that it was like kids could run and you know back then also kids could just run around and yeah and it was just in the middle of the day i think they probably didn't even fathom that something could go wrong
1: right in broad daylight
0: yeah yeah so anyway that's the horrible story of andre rand and jennifer
1: oh my gosh
0: so how do you feel about elisa
1: I feel like I need to go watch a documentary. <laughs> you might want to. Yeah, I may want to. Um, yeah, so... Okay, so he was like... What led to the urban legend of Cropsey. So the urban legend of him is... There's a guy in the woods that goes around with a hook. He has a hook in, in his urban legend?
0: Hook. Uh, they said machete, like hmm. a gun. It's just, whoever was telling the story got to add the weapon of choice.
1: Ah. Choose your own adventure. So... I'm going to have to go watch the documentary. I have a lot of questions. out. I don't know if they'll cover them or not, but like how how, how did they stumble upon her grave in the woods? On her body. Yeah.
0: Um they it's actually a huge part of the documentary because oh, really? they talked to these ladies who organized the volunteer mm-hmm. group. The volunteer group um was called Friends for Jennifer uh-huh. specifically to find her. Yeah. And they meticulously like combed through the woods trying to find the body mm-hmm. it took a long it took about 35 days i believe and then even to this day a couple of them are still searching the woods kind of on their own time to see if they can find any of the other kids that went missing around the same mm-hmm. time no luck
1: so okay so other kids went missing they said it was this guy but they never found the kids so they're they just kind of grouping it and saying he probably did it
0: Yeah. Yeah. And there was more witness testimony, like these other children had been seen with Andre, but there Mm -hmm. was some questions of validity to the witness testimony in those cases. Like, like they meant well, but maybe they were getting their wires crossed and like, oh, they thought they saw this, Mm -hmm. but somebody else said that, you know, that's incorrect. So it's just, it was just not enough to tie him in
1: i think it's easier to just go ahead and assume it was him and maybe start pointing the finger that way because it's easier to process when you have someone to blame
0: yeah very true
1: i don't know just my thoughts my two cents
0: i i agree with you it might because they haven't found the bodies and they're looking in the same areas where jennifer's body was found it's possible that Mm -hmm. those other kids who went missing might have anything not anything to do with Andre Rand those particular ones because there was ones that he was arrested for and it was like oh you know mm-hmm. he definitely did those other ones that he kidnapped and they lived afterwards
1: right and but those kids like went home
0: those kids went home okay. and were like it was definitely that guy <laughs>
1: <laughs> that guy
0: yeah yeah there was a story about how he picked up a whole group of kids in his van mm-hmm took him to the airport to watch the airplanes and they didn't even know they were being kidnapped like he dropped them back off where he picked them up uh. and it just seemed like he was overwhelmed he was like i got all these kids mm-hmm. i don't know what to do with them
1: <laughs> it's too many
0: <laughs> let him go don't pick them up <laughs> that's
1: so strange
0: So he got arrested for that. That was one of his arrests.
1: I feel like that one should have kept him locked up for a much longer time. That was, yes,
0: yes, that was very strange behavior for a man who is free on the street. It's like he just went around, picked up a bunch of kids and said, "Nah, you know, not today.
1: Uh It's so weird.
0: They talked to one of the kids who's grown up now in the documentary and he was like, we didn't even know. (laughs) We were just goofing off. New bus driver. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like sure, let's go. Let's go hang out with this random guy. I'm sorry. But yeah, I mean the reason I wanted to cover this story one is because we study ur- urban legends mm-hmm. for our urban legend series and it's interesting to see an urban legend with a very definite origin.
1: With with a more uh yeah, words are escaping me right now. But yeah, a, a more concrete background and source.
0: Yeah, yeah. And almost direct Yeah, input into a real crime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's interesting because a lot of the ones we cover, they're like, well, there was this guy and he kills people, but no one's seen him in a long time or something. Yeah, you know, it right. just kind of fizzles out mm-hmm. or gets more interesting every time someone tells it. Mm-hmm it's like, this one was literally about a guy who used to be in this mental institution who was kidnapping kids. And then there was a guy who was from a mental institution kidnapping kids.
1: Yeah, right. That's, yeah, it, that is a good one, though. G- good for you. I'm glad you covered that. Well, thank you. Yes. And the,
0: the other reason I wanted to cover it is because this documentary, I'm going to go ahead and say it was probably the very first foray into true crime that I took on my own. Uh-huh because it's like you know when you're a little kid you see the things on the tv 2020 20, whatever your mm-hmm. parents are watching and i was kind of like oh interesting but i was already an adult when this documentary came out i saw it and i was like okay let me let me get this a shot oh my god i love true crime you know okay. like that was my first <laughs> oh this is good this yeah. is some good shit
1: I mean, documentaries have become, like, the cool thing. Because you you think back as a kid, document. oh, my gosh, how boring. They're talking about the army ants of the West Andes. I don't know. (laughs) Indies. I don't know.
0: Whatever they made us watch at school. Yeah, that's what you
1: think (laughs) of. Or something kind of, like, boring and dry with some British guy voicing over or something. But now, like, there's documentaries on everything. And they're far more interesting than they used to be.
0: Yeah, they got really good production values now.
1: Yeah, yeah, and they and the storytelling has become very, well, not ev- much better than it used to be. Yeah, and
0: not every one of them no. are great, but there's some really good ones. Yeah,
1: some unique storytelling that really grasps you and gets you by the balls and jiggles you
2: about. Oh <laughs> Get <me those> balls.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Grab me,
2: baby. That's right. <laughs>
1: but yeah that's it that's what we've got today oh that was wonderful thank you like I'd, I'd love when I go into these and I have no idea about them
0: I couldn't hear you
1: what were you saying <laughs> never mind I know I'm sorry. no I was saying I like it when you tell like tell stories that I've never heard like I've heard of Cropsey but I have never I didn't know what it was about at all
0: yeah yeah it just seeing the word Cropsy on the documentary you have no idea what you're gonna get Mm-mm. into no clue yeah and i was sitting in my head calling him cropsy this whole time and it's like no that's just no, that- a stupid <laughs> legend <laughs> his name's andre <laughs> but who cares about him we call him cropsy if I mean, we want I'll to call him
1: whenever we want and he's still alive currently
0: he's still alive and he's he he keeps trying to get parole but he keeps getting denied he's
1: pretty old right
0: he's old he's old as
1: fuck. I was like he looked old in the picture and that was in the what 80s and
0: Yeah, that was in 87, and I think he was in his 40s at the time. Oh, man,
1: he looked rough for 40.
0: He looked rough, yeah. He he lived outside, so maybe just Uh, a little weathered.
1: Let's see how old he is right now. I don't need images of how old he is. He's 79. Wow. He has a very weird face. I don't think he's getting out. No, he probably got life.
0: But that's a wrap. Thanks for listening, darling dolls. If you liked what you heard, please rate, review and subscribe.
1: And if you really liked it, come join our Patreon. We have so many extras for you like our dirty talk show Dolls After Dark. It's not really, I mean, it's it's dirty but it's not like filthy.
0: It's not like filthy, no. <laughs> it's more like tea. It's so it's so we're bad. We're so bad. We're so
1: bad. You want to split a piece of cake? It's so bad. <laughs>
0: um yes. Always. <laughs> Right to my hips. Mm. <laughs> and if you want to keep abreast of our goings on, come follow us on Instagram at Near Death podcast, Tumblr, Near Death and TikTok. I was going to say TikTok. TikTok. Search Near Death
1: Podcast. I'm going to say tit tats. Tick tats. Tit tats. Like when you get a yeah, tattoo on your booby. Tit tats. Tit. That's right. And as always, my darling dolls, listen to legends.
0: And watch out for the boogeyman.
1: Boogeyman. (laughs) Boogeyman.
2: (laughs) All right, bye. -bye. Bye
1: -bye. A special thanks to Sam Hears for our art and music. If you'd like to see more from him, check out the links in our show notes.